Good morning, everyone. As, as Pastor Ricky has stated, I am one of the brothers, and I say it in Spanish, I'll say it in Asian, I'll say it in whatever. I am the most good-looking one, okay? I'm actually uh, the best part of the family, too, because I'm in the middle, yeah? All the middle children, put your hands up, yeah? All right? You guys are awesome, okay? But yeah, I'm, I'm grateful. I thank Pastor Ricky. I thank all of you for allowing me to be here along with my wife. She was the one that was doing uh, liturgical dance here. Um, and then I'm also here with my sister-in-law, Kelly, my brother, A.B., Matt, oh, sorry, Jose, my brother-in-law, my sister, Katie. I'm just so grateful for Max, my daughters, uh, Kehlani and Jazzy, and Nielena as well. So thank you so much for this opportunity. So let's get right into it. So today I get to start the series. As Pastor Ricky has stated, I get to start the series. And uh, I'm glad that he told me two days ago because he gives me two days to wipe off the sweats. Okay. <laughs> So I, I hope that uh, and pray that uh, God continues to raise the bar in this church, and I have the privilege and the honor to set the bar, quote-unquote, for this series. He's got to follow me, so he's in trouble, all right? <laughs> so I wanted to start with the series because today I get the opportunity to share with you the theme, Cleaning the Clutter, Cleaning the Clutter. And so it's based upon what we supposedly do in the spring. Many of us know full well that spring cleaning is one of the least favorite things to do. Some of us enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. That's why I throw everything away in the wintertime. That way I can actually have nothing to worry about. My wife, on the other hand, she's a different ballgame. You know, she's a whole different person. She likes to store things away, especially when it comes to the baby certificates and her honor roll and her report cards. I'm like, that's great, but she's not going to remember that when she's 18. But it's just to keep it so that way when you get older, you really think they're going to keep it? You know? So I, I get the opportunity to share with you because this is something that uh, Pastor Ricky shared with me a couple of months ago. I shared with him, and it is true. I love the bumper video because it states in, in a certain way, it states that the mindset that you and I have at home represents and resounds in our spiritual life. So I get the opportunity to say clean the clutter. So spiritually speaking, God is talking to us today and will be talking to us today into your heart and to your soul that it is time for us to clean the clutter. It is time for, uh, to allow the Holy Spirit to be able to clean us spiritually so that way we go into the next season getting rid of all the old stuff that we've been storing away. And so I wanted to share with you, I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. If you have your Bibles, please look up Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 to 24. And then we're going to jump down to verse 30 and 31. So Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 to 24, and then 30 and 31. Okay? Ephesians, for those of you who are, are new to the Word, uh, and those of you who are on live, it is after uh, Genesis and before Revela Revelation. So it's in there somewhere. <laughs> So Ephesians chapter 4, yeah, chapter 4, verse 17 to 24. And it says this, it says, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the, gen the, rest of the Gentiles walk, in their fertility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanliness and with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard from him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off, you know, I'm going to repeat that again, that you put off concerning with former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind 
and that you put on the new man, which is, was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. And then verse 30 and 31, it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And just the kicker, 32 says, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So, I, I, like I said, in the beginning, I get the opportunity to talk about the theme messy, right? And so a lot of us may not agree, may not accept, and may not even admit that some of us, depending on where we're at, we are messy. Some of us, we could look in our cars and we could definitely admit that we are messy. The vanities in the bathroom, we could definitely admit that we are messy. The playrooms, we can definitely admit that we are messy. And so in our spiritual lives, we have to realize somehow in some way, there's a specific moment in our lives where we have to admit that our lives spiritually, our lives and our relationship with God is messy. And it's not because of the simple fact that it's so nasty and it's so vile. It's because of what we stored away allows us not to experience the Father the way that he intends for us to experience him. And so Paul was able to share with the church in Ephesus in these verses about this. He was basically saying, listen, I know full well that you are looking for Christ, but I want you to understand, no longer be like the Gentiles are. Don't live like them. Don't think like them. Don't speak like them. Don't even act like them. Why? Because they doing the, they're doing this and they're living this way and they're speaking this way because of the futility in their minds. In other words, it's what they have stored in their mind that allows them to represent who they are. And so Paul was basically saying, listen, church, I want you to understand that that's who you were. But when you come to Christ and you learn Christ, you were able to put aside your old self. It's a decision that only you can make. Nobody can make that decision for you. So in other words, what I'm basically saying, and Paul's basically saying, you, I can't speak for your neighbor. I can't speak for your spouse. I can't speak for your children. I can't speak for your neighbor. I'm only talking to you. If you know full well that you came to learn Christ, I'm talking to you. And so you have to realize and you have to admit to yourself where in your life is being affected because of the mess that you are storing away. Sometimes we get to the point, yes, there's evilness in this world. But think about it. When someone is evil, it's because they have something stored somewhere where nobody can see. When they act, when they react, it's because they have something stored. Some of us actually premeditate things and we store it away and don't even use it till the moment that we need to. Such as, if that were to happen to me, if this person were to say this to me, if this person were to cut me off the way that they cut you off when you were driving, it'd be some trouble. So then guess what ends up happening? That thought process stays stuck in your mind. So when it does happen to you, you react. It's messy. And so Paul is basically saying, listen, I want you to understand something. Uh, here, he wrote this letter. He wrote these verses this is the third time uh, in his missionary visit. And he's also talking about Priscilla and Achilles. Priscilla and Achilles were business people. They were a couple that he left there so that way they can continue to grow their business. But in addition to that, they opened their homes so that way the church can actually set there, be set there. And so I see it as the birth of the church, the birth of the church of Ephesus. So he's writing and he's writing to let them know, listen, I want you to understand something. In addition to putting off your old self, remember, it's a decision that only you can make. 
He's telling them, only you can make. You need to put off your old self because you learn who Christ is. In addition, he goes on to say, listen, in verse 30 and 31, he says, listen, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. So in other words, he's basically saying, in addition to putting off your old self, I want you to put away your emotions. I want you to put away your reasons. I want you to put away your situations. I want you to put away the things that you stored up that doesn't allow you to have a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. And so when we think about these things, we go, okay, fine, we got this, we got that. But he broke it down. He didn't just say, listen, I, I want you to let go and, and be put away. I want you to, to put off. No, no, he gave them reasons. And those reasons are bitterness, wrath, clamor, which I found out was loud, loud quarreling. So if you're married here, somehow in some way we've had some loud discussions. Huh? <laughs> huh? Eh? Eh? So he's saying, I want you to put away those things and evil speaking and malice. So look at this. The way that he broke it down, he basically said, listen, I want you to put away these things. And then he gave them the things that they need to put away. So the things that they need to put away are the things that somebody can store in their hearts. Something that somebody can store in their minds and in their souls. Something that eventually comes out when something affects them inside. In other words, you can't become bitter if nothing has traumatized you. Nothing that you hold on to doesn't make you bitter. When you're joyful, it's because of the simple fact that you're enjoying life. You're trying to do, make the best of it. But when you're bitter, everything's against you. Everything, everybody talks about you. Everybody, uh, nothing works. Your marriage is not the same as this person. Your, your life is not the same. You don't make enough money. You don't make as much money as this person. You become bitter by what you store. So he's saying, listen, I want you to put it away. When we think about put away, we're not talking about putting away the way that we think about it. Putting away means like, to me, it officially means, hey, put it back where it was or hide it. When my parents, when my mom, especially my mom, she used to tell me, listen, put that away. Okay, I'll put it away. So what I used to do, depending on what it was, I used to put it somewhere where she couldn't see it. Right? Why? Because the simple fact that she said put it away, but she didn't say where to put it away. Aha. Aha. So, so when you look at that example, I put things away, but I hid it. I didn't put it back where it was. I hid it. So this is what ends up happening. When he says put away, he doesn't mean it the way that I shared it with you. It means with the context that is Greek, apaulo, apaulo which basically means to send away, let go, or let loose. When he's saying, I want you to put away bitterness, he's saying, I want you to let go. And not only let go, I want you to send it away. So that means like, kind of like you and I use the FedEx and use the UPS and trademarks, et cetera, et cetera, right? When we put things away and we ship it, right? We have to put it away. Nobody can put it away for us. We have to put away what we want to ship away. So Paul's basically saying, listen, I want you to understand, you know for well who you came to know. But you also know for well what is stopping you from getting to know him better. So I want you to put away. I don't want you to hide it. I don't want you to put it back where it was. I want you to send it away. I want you to let go, and I want you to let loose. Let loose. Tell your neighbor, let loose. Let go. Tell him, let go. And, but it was the other meaning of apaulo that, that got me. 
the thing that got me was basically saying, I say, okay, Lord, I got it. I want to share with you people. And the way that I'm going to say it, hopefully it resounds in their souls, at least in somebody's life, right? Because the other meaning of apaulo means to divorce, to separate. So when he's basically saying, I want you to put away bitterness, he's saying, I want you to divorce it. I don't want you to just let it go. I don't want you to let loose. I don't want you to send it away. I want you to divorce it. I want you to break away. I don't want you to get back into that relationship with him. I don't want you to get back in the relationship with bitterness. So what I want you to do is I want you to make a divorce paper, spiritually speaking, and I want you to tell bitterness, you no longer are part and welcome in my house, Amen. right? Because you are not allowing me to experience what God wants me to experience. So if you're going to be in my way, arrivederci, nos vemos, suave. I need to let go. My wife can't let go of my bitterness. I have to let go of my bitterness. And that's where we get into problems sometimes. Sometimes we ask and we expect the pastors to do what we're supposed to do. Sometimes we ask our neighbor or our church member or our church brother and sister to pray for us, for us to do something that only we can do. Hey, pray, pray for me so that way I can come closer to Christ. Amen. I'm not just going to pray for you. I'm going to pray with you because it is your desire. So you need to realize, and I need to realize, before I even ask you, before I even tell you, listen, I, I, want, I want to pray for you and I want to pray with you, I'm, I should be asking you, admit to yourself, what is it that is not allowing you to do so? Because until you do, I can pray for you all I want. But what you're going to do is you're going to come right back to where you were. Whether it's two weeks, three weeks, or even a year. You have to separate yourself, and when you separate yourself, you're saying divorce means that I'm no longer going to go back. And so, Paul is basically saying, listen, man, y'all knew. You knew. I want you to understand people knew, and right now in this moment, and those of you who are watching, in our lives, we tend to store, pack away, or hold on to things we should separate from. One of the biggest things that we need to do Spring cleaning. How many people love spring cleaning? I'm going to pray for you after church. Okay. All right. So right now, good representation. So I got some things that I want to kind of go over because they were cluttered. I was, it was cluttered in the storage. So, and, so this is just a reenactment. So, ha-ha, got a Justin Bieber ticket from 2007, 2008. It's one of his first albums or his second albums. I don't know which one it was, but I know I got it right here. Okay? And then, but I don't want to get rid of that. I want to keep that because it's a good memory, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember this day. Uh, remember, I'm really knocking because I have no idea what this is. So this is when my niece, she was like a year and a half old. Right here, look at this. Look at this. She was like a year and a half old, and she was standing by the tree like this. She looked so chunky. She looked, oh, so I can't, I can't get rid of it. I got it. Let me see this here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh? Huh? Yeah. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. I, I, you know, I remember this because... A simple fact that uh, it, was a, it was a day that we got to enjoy, and 
you know, I can't get rid of that, though, because it brings back a lot of memories. So let me see this one. This, this, this thing is done. <laughs> I already sprung clean. I already organized my stuff. <laughs> We're good with that one. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> eh? You know, I remember I gave this to my niece in about 2006, 2004. You like this, too? I love them, too, man. I'm telling you, you know. But she... she I can't get rid of this because she kept it. So I'm just going to put it right back. I'm going to put it right back. Oh, yeah! <laughs> um, I don't remember where we got this from, but I know that it's my niece's, so she would probably be sad. So even though it's been here for a couple years, I'm just going to store it right back. Okay. Nobody? Nobody? Right. <laughs> One person. <laughs> you know, I, I, I remember I got this as a gift. So if I throw it away, I, they're going to know. They're going to know. So, uh, Well, this was supposed to be. Okay, well, I'm done. So this is the opportunity that I get to do one of my favorite things and tell my wife that I'm done. <laughs> so you notice that I went through this stuff, right? I went through some of the stuff. I don't have a lot of time, so. But, but it gives you an idea that this is stuff that I needed to separate from the necessary things and the unnecessary things. But every time I got something, every time I got something out of here, it brought back a specific memory that if I throw it away, it would make me feel empty. <laughs> so instead of throwing it away, I, instead of cleaning the clutter, I decided to keep it. And, but I decided to keep it stored away. At least it's in a tub, right? The problem of clutter, even if it's in a tub, it still takes space. So you and I need to realize what are we storing away in tubs that is taking space and affecting our relationship with Christ. And not only the relationship with Christ, but our connection through the Holy Spirit. Because the only way that we're able to get to experience God the way that he wants us to is through the connection of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And if we have reasons, you can clap, it's okay. So... First Peter, first Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, cast your anxiety on him and he will, because he cares for you. So it's something that you got to do. So before I leave, I wanted to share four points with you. And these points are these. Set the date. When you want to move and when you want to clean the clutter, you got to set the date. Encourage yourself. Mark it on the counter. Today I start my cleaning. Today I start cleaning out the clutter. Set the date. Tell your neighbor, set the date. The second, the second point I wanted to share with you is focus, period. Focus, period. Focus. One area at a time. Stop trying to do five things at one time. Because when you try to do five things at one time, you become overwhelmed and you get nothing done. Focus. Third point, separate. Organize and discover. When you separate, organize and discover, you realize what's needed and what is not needed. The fourth, decide what you're going to let go act on it, and then after you act on it, you can celebrate. 
because now the room that was cluttered and that didn't allow you to appreciate that room and now is free and gone. Now you get to experience that room the way that it was meant to be. The same way that God is telling us, I want you to experience me, but your clutter is not allowing you to do so. So today, I encourage you, stand up on your feet, spiritually speaking, and say, today, I'm going to set the date. Today, I'm going to focus one every at a time. Today, I'm going to learn how to separate, organize, and discover. And when I do so, I'm going to decide, act, and celebrate. So before, as we continue on, there's one thing that I wanted to share with you that nothing else really matters. When it comes to Jesus and, and us, yes, family is important. Yes, your, your marriage is important. Yes, your children are important. Enjoy them. Celebrate them. Cherish them. But nothing else really matters when it comes to Jesus, you and I. And, and sometimes we need to come to him as we are. And we need to celebrate that Jesus is allowing us to give him everything. But sometimes we get so caught up on thinking that we need to give him something for him to be appreciative of us. He loves you right where you stand, but he is not satisfied with leaving you the way that you are. Clean up your clutter because nobody else can do it for you. Nothing else really matters.